that sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Welcome to another illustrious episode of the High Flyers Rest Podcast. Your boys is back. Black Beavers and Butthead has returned. Your boys, Diamond Terry, are here with you once again with our Monday Night Raw recap. First things first, how's it going, my brother? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, wasn't that bad of a night of wrestling. Could have been worse. That's you? true. Uh, actually the same. I was quite surprised at the the match quality more than anything because, you know, sometimes they had like, what, three matches on Raw and then only one of them would be decent. But all in all, pretty solid, you know, for what, the third week in a row, Raw jumped off with what Randy Orton coming out there, um, quote unquote, explaining himself. And look, man, he cut a good, nice, solid promo, you know, it's like it's been 15 years, you know, last time he was there, he was the Intercontinental Champion. God damn, that was a long time ago. And, you know, he basically said, look, man, it is what it is. I love Edge. But, you know, it doesn't matter, though, because the greatness in Canada's own, Kevin Owens came out there with a brand new shirt, by the way. And look, just keep told, fighting. That, look, that's all you got to do. It's simple, yet productive at the same time. So, you know, KO basically came out there and said, look, man, I've been... I've been, you know, dealing with delusional people for the last couple, you know, as far as like Seth Rollins and, you know, ALP and Murphy goes. So why not? I'll just push that to the side and deal with another delusional person, Randy Orton. So, you know, basically he wanted answers the same as everybody. Look, man, this whole segment in general was just fantastic. I mean, KO on the mic is great. You know, he or Randy Orton is great. I mean, obviously, it's going to end up leading to a match between them two later on tonight. And I don't know if you did like I did, but Randy Orton was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Me and you can wrestle tonight. And then, you know, the crowd was sure they hit him with that. Oh, but not right now, though. I died laughing, bro. Me too. It wouldn't be the only time that I died laughing tonight. So, all in all, how was you feeling about the opening segment between KO and Randy Orton? It was a phenomenal segment. Um... Like you say, Hill Randy is is a thing of beauty, and the fact that he started off with a nice little history lesson about you know the last time they was in Winnipeg and everything, and as a history buff, that was a nice little tidbit because I did not know that. Right, and the fact that it's been fifteen years, like right, damn, where the hell has time flying? Because I remember that raw when he actually like brought back moments and stuff. I'm like, I was in middle school when that happened. Oh. <laughs> I just, I, I wonder why it took them so long, though, to go back to Winnipeg, though. But, I mean, I, I guess, you know, Toronto and Ontario is a bigger market, I guess. I mean, I can, uh, I can see that, but I do agree with you, though. This was a fantastic way to open up, bro. You might be shocked to hear me say this, my brother, but I enjoy the Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo match. I'm not shocked because I enjoyed it as well. And that was also one of the moments when I laughed out loud. 
on what part? When uh, Umberto Carrillo was doing the handstand on, on the apron and got super kicked. Okay, so about that. Now, a lot of people give AEW a lot of slack for like some of the quote-unquote flippity you know, shit that they do, but what was the point of him doing the handstand on the apron, fam? I mean, he like flipped out the ring with him, and I guess he was going to try to do something, or he was just trying to show both because... Their cousins, and that's a little bit of the luchador style, but it backfired horrendously, and I laughed from a good hearty place because he got Cause super kicked and he dropped like a sack of potatoes. And uh, that was a pitch perfect super kick too, like literally dead in the ten. Shawn Michaels would have definitely been proud. It's like the one that Adam Cole hit on Ricochet. Woo! When he did that moonsault. Yep. Actually, don't remind me about that because it just reminded me that Adam Cole should have won after that, to be honest. But, you know, that's a that's that's a gripe for another day. <laughs> but, you know, all in all, they was beating the shit out of each other. Um, You know, they was matching each other move for move. Angel Garza ended up winning with the roll-up. Now, I don't really have no problem with this particular roll-up victory because they was kind of going back and forth, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the little pending sec, you know, transitions that people be doing. But... All of this is telling me is that it would surprise me if Humberto Carrillo win the better at WrestleMania. Nope. Look, I don't want that. I'm not asking for that. But he, he can he can win in like Money in the Bank and have like a just tra- uh transitional reign until su- SummerSlam. But nope, not at Mania. Give Andrew that spot. He's the star of the two, and it showed even more when they faced each other one on one. Yeah, it, it he, 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 he definitely carried Umberto. Oh, I agree I mean, with me. Umberto's ring work is solid, don't get me wrong, but as far as like the charisma and the, and the little things to connect with the crowd and the camera and everything, Angel got it. Oh, that's and I, hope, I really hope with Paul Hammond being in charge of Raw, he makes the right decision and goes with Angel instead of Umberto. Well, I mean, so far, he has been making the right decision. That's why Humberto hasn't got the belt yet. Because, I mean, you know, when Andrade got suspended, I mean, we just assumed that, you know, Humberto was probably going to get it just because of that. But word around town is Paul Heyman don't think he's ready yet. So, so far, so good. Now, and I'm kind of mad I skipped this, but did you notice beforehand, Zelina was like my former client Andrade. So, they split up now? I mean, maybe, or maybe maybe that know. was just a slip up. Yeah, because I just know she don't she don't associate herself with um cheaters. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we are gonna find out because they did announce that you know it is gonna be a tag match, you know, with Andrade returning. So with that's Sosco, gonna be an interesting. Has it has it been thirty days? Nah, I don't think it's I don't think it's been thirty days, fam. If it has, that'd be some quick thirty days. Like by Monday, maybe, but by Thursday, I don't think it would have been thirty. Nah, I don't think so either. But I mean, you could at least wait until you know March the first or something. You know what I'm saying? At least made it seem like it was gonna be a whole month. But 
I'm look. I'm actually looking forward to see how this works out, though. And I do believe that we probably are gonna get our, you know, our fatal four way for the United States Championship at WrestleMania. I'm really hoping for that because that match has the potential to be so amazing, bro. With Mysterio, Andrade, Garza, and Carrillo, yeah, that has the potential to be the match of the night. That's my concern because I mean, but honestly, I think if Rey Mysterio was in it, though, they wouldn't do that. I hope. Especially considering it's, you know, it's kind of a buzz that this might be like his last WrestleMania or so. <sighs> we followed that fantastic match with Ricochet beating Luke Gallows. That's all I got. I mean, the match wasn't that bad. No. I mean, but... it was like five, min- five minutes, but it wasn't that bad. No, nah, I mean, it wasn't. I get it. You know, y'all got to do y'all best to try to, you know, make us believe that Ricochet got a chance against Brock Lesnar. All right, so and here's the thing, because I just want to clarify this, because I know a lot a lot of people are saying, you know, that's why they're not interested in the match. Like, let's be honest. A lot of opponents that Brock Lesnar done win against, we didn't think they was going to win, but we watched the match anyway. Neither one of us thought Finn Balor was going to beat Brock, but we still watched the match, right, and gave it a chance. So, I am willing to give this match a chance. And I think it's just more on the fact that, like, everybody knows that it's going to be Drew versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? They're not really trying to hide it, considering the fact that you had Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar basically talking shit about going to WrestleMania to defend the belt. So they don't even got belief in Ricochet. So why should we? But my brother, following the match, though, backstage, Oh, man. The seeds are planted. The seeds have been planted. Tell the people what happened with the OC after the match was over with. So, we go to commercial and come back, and we see Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows arguing. And AJ yells at him and tells him to get it together, reminding him, you know, that they're the quote-unquote greatest tag team in the world. And AJ says, you know, a miracle could happen if Ricochet wins the title from Brock and blah, blah, blah. And goes on to say that if Ricochet does win from Brock, then he'll challenge Ricochet. And then, lo and behold, all of a sudden, your boy Alistair Black walks by. And AJ, because he's pissed off right now, decides he wants to yell at at Alistair. Next thing you know, the OC is just jumping Alistair backstage like uh, Marcus Houston got jumped on. You got served. <laughs> if heaven was a mellow way. Basically. And the way he got back up to his feet and stumbled away, you, you could have swore that's what was playing. Well, Marcus Houston didn't get up, though. True. Just but, laid on the ground. But the way he got up, though, after that made me think that he actually liked that shit, though. Because he kind of got up, like, he was like, he wasn't as fierce as you would think somebody would be that just got jumped backstage. Like, he kind of got up on that, oh, okay. That's what we doing now, huh? How did you feel about the contract signing with all the women competitors of the Elimination Chamber match? Oscar was my favorite part. Me. <laughs> Not even at the part when she told Shayna in Japanese to get her uh a bitch ass down here. 
Bruh. Because you cannot tell me that's not what she said. Oh, it got to be. Because it is no way in hell that she was just saying something just regular. We all know they be cussing. Her and Kylie saying be cussing. I think somebody did like a translation on uh, Twitter or something, like what she actually said on one like the backstage promos. Oh yeah, it was it was it was a couple of s you know a couple of s bombs in there. I believe it. Get Google like, Translate. But like you said though, you know, because all the women was out there except Shayna. You know, she eventually did show up after you know everybody signed you know their name on the contract or whatever. Um. Whew, man, Liv Morgan was looking extra spicy. <laughs> and I mean real spicy. But, you know, like I said, once Shayna came out, that's kind of basically when everything kind of jumped off. You know, she signed her name. She stared down every single woman, woman in the ring. And, so and that's when she got spicy. Yeah, because <sighs> she was face-to-face with Natalia, and it's always Natalia. It's always Natalia. And... You know, Natalia came across the table, and then, you know, Oscar was like, nah, if all that. So she literally just pushed Natalia out the way <laughs> and told Shane to bite me. And, and honestly, I bet you before she said that in Japanese, she was probably like, bitch, bite me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and like you said, everything jumped. You know, Natalia ended up turning Oscar around and beating her up, and then that's when Liv Morgan showed that she actually got some hops and... And she cleared the table, fam. You know what I'm saying? No bump, no nah, nothing. I got, nah, I got hops like a motherfucker. Cause she, she like you, you would swear this is real life beef that they got the way they live launched across that table. And bruh, did she have on heels too? If I'm not mistaken. More than likely. So oh yeah, fam. That was awesome. And then, you know, all the women cleared the ring eventually. You know, they broke them up with Shayna still in the ring, kicking people's uh, gear and shit outside. <laughs> Sarah Logan, you know, is playing peacekeeper. Like, bitch, take take somebody down. Talk like, somebody. seriously. Like, and then, we, we competing for a, a shot at WrestleMania. Forget a friendship right now. Ain't no friends, fam. Nobody want to be your friend anyway. Like, you know what I'm saying? Didn't nobody come help you when you just getting your ass beat by Charlotte? <laughs> so, after all the women cleared out and Becky's still, in, I mean, you know, and Shane is still in the ring. All right, bro. I get the whole goat thing, but these goofy-ass glasses she be wearing is starting to annoy me, yo. Deal with but, it. Overall, though, once Becky That's why she wear them. Because of people like me that gets annoyed by it. Yep. That's fine. She's going to lose a better WrestleMania anyway. But overall, though, how did you feel about the contract signing and the little scuffle that Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch had to close it out? Before I get to the scuffle, um, you said she's going to lose her build at WrestleMania like that's a bad thing. No, I yeah, I mean, I didn't say it like that. I'm just saying. I'm just... <laughs> well, I say she's had a, a year-long reign, like, if you yeah, don't put Baszler in front of her, there's no way in hell she's going to be Baszler. Just like in the scuffle, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But Shayna would have ran through all seven of them, the six security guards and Becky. If we be in, if we keep it in the book, they wouldn't have been able to keep her back if she really wanted to get to Becky. Oh, that's true. Because there's no Cause way. I mean, look at the way Ronda used to mop up the security guards. 
throwing them little ugly ass body punches. And that uh, weak judo toss. <sighs> Trash. So, I, I mean, unfortunately, I would rather them have Becky defend the, the title in the Elimination Chamber than have this be the Chamber match just because we already know what the result is going to be. And, and, and I think that's and, the main issue. My bad, go ahead. And it's like, This the, this is the issue with the whole blood money pay-per-view. We want to have the blood money pay-per-view in February, which pushes back Elimination Chamber from February to March, which means you can't just jumpstart all your WrestleMania storylines to March. So now because of that, something that should have had six to seven weeks to build, you pretty much have to build without building until after Elimination Chamber. Then you have to try to squeeze in three weeks of fucking match build. Yeah, it's just, but I mean, and consider it's like what, the first, like the first or second, yeah, the first week in March, yeah, March the 8th is when Elimination Chamber is, so you're going to have to Roughly three to, three to four weeks. So that's not really a long, not long enough time for you to build like certain storylines, like, because like you said, they already basically saying like Shane going to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, one, she came out after everybody. She the only woman that had an entrance, you know what I'm saying, as far as the women in the contract signing go. She came through the crowd, and she's the one that Becky is beefing with the hardest. Like, I'm like you, though. Y'all really don't even need this match, to be honest. Like, y'all could have... I would rather I did this for the SmackDown women's title. Since we don't know who Bailey's gonna face in WrestleMania, since y'all giving us Naomi and Saudi Arabia now, <sighs> unless y'all gonna pull the trigger finally on on Sasha and Bailey, which I personally feel like don't even need the title, but that that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day right there. They gonna pull the trigger on Lacey Evans. I hate to say it, but I just feel it. And Not, then Goldberg gonna, gonna walk into WrestleMania as the Universal Champion. Boy, that, that'll be a horrible WrestleMania if that can't. Oh, I just need Thursday to hurry up and be fucking over with. Because just thinking about what could possibly be is just, it's just annoying the hell out of me. But um, I will say, though, a, a lot of props to, you know, all six women that was involved in this segment. Because, I mean, you know, contract signs is a contract signing. But I think for the little time that they did have for it, they, they did a good job. So, overall, though. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman came out, you know, cut their typical Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Well, Paul Heyman cut his typical promo. How was you feeling about this segment? Uh, I mean, it's a Paul Heyman segment, so, you know, I loved it. Um, it's a spoiler. It's a fact. It's going to be Brock versus you at WrestleMania. If Ricochet wins the WWE Championship, after y'all had Kofi drop it in eight seconds, um, we will be done with WWE as a whole. And then, not only that, but they would have him win it at the Blood Money pay-per-view at that. Like, done. Not just Raw, WWE, period. Damn, NXT probably wouldn't even get a watch at this point. 
dang. Oh, yeah, you really go. You really gonna be doing. So it's gonna be just straight what New Japan and uh, Asia. and if we might as well add in the that. I about to say I have the damn Ring of Honor syndication schedule down fucking around. I mean, could you imagine if like Ricochet and Goldberg left Blood Money as champions? I'm canceling the network. <laughs> and you know what, fam? For the second week in a row, Alistair Black and Eric Moore had had a damn good match. I'm not even gonna lie. Honestly, this one might have been a little bit better than the week before just because of the to- the story told. I agree. So, is whatever in the cage finally dead now? Because, I mean, Rowan knocked that shit all the way over. Nah, it's a possum, fam. It don't die. <sighs> mother got regeneration of powers like Cell. I mean, from yeah, like Cell from Dragon Ball Z. Yep. But I do agree with you, though. I do feel like this match was better than last week's. I mean, you know, the fish was kind of the same. You know, Alistair won with two black masses. But I do like the fact they kind of presented it as, you know, he can hit it out of nowhere. So, <laughs> post-match, they went full XFL. You know what I'm saying? Alistair Black walking up the ramp. And then just, you know, just randomly, you know, how did you get it done? Basically, long story short, he said he did it with unbridled rage. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Next week, me and you, AJ Styles, we are going to fight. And, bruh, when I say I started grinning like a little kid at his first day of school, fam. Oh, I thought you started grinning because you thought, AJ Styles, we coming for you. First of all, he wouldn't be able to say that. And two, <laughs> who going to stop him? Um, Who going to get black masked for it? Probably a black. But, um... I can't wait for that. I cannot wait for AJ Styles versus Alistair Black. And I hope they give them time and I hope we don't get no BS finish, even though I probably can see that happening. You're going to get a BS finish just so we can get the proper match at Mania. And I wouldn't be opposed to that. Honestly, I would rather see that to see Undertaker versus AJ Styles. You're trying to save the Mania card. Just like we could honestly have John Cena versus Roman Reigns as a Mania match and nobody would honestly be upset about it. I wouldn't be opposed to that because neither one of them is fighting for the title. Exactly. Hell, you could actually have John Cena take on The Fiend for the title and people would probably be more okay with it than Roman Reigns. I would say, yeah. But I'm I'm one of those people. And you know what? It actually will work out because if Drew McIntyre ended up beating Brock, then, you know, then this time just a SmackDown title will be the one that's kind of, you know, there every now and then. But it's John Cena, though, so ain't nobody going to really bitch about it like that. But, yeah, man, I just – or they're going to have a, a BS finish and then that elimination chain, but they probably had a they proper match. Yeah, I can see that. Since elimination chain was pretty much the next week. Right. So, damn, you're right. <laughs> That's sad on so many levels. The Drew McIntyre interview with Charlie Caruso was, you know, basically retelling the story that we've heard him, you know, say of since he won at Royal Rumble. I don't really want to regurgitate too much of that. But uh, what are your, what was your thoughts on, you know, the backstage interview seg- segment with Charlie Caruso? Also, side note, Angel Garza, don't kiss her hand no more, fam. I'll whoop your ass. Plus, you engaged. Hit your ass with that wing clip. Your ass ain't going to have shit to say. 
But um, break up his marriage. It was funny, kind of watching you know the clips of Drew throughout the years. Um, I was kind of waiting to see if they was gonna slip in a TNA clip. I was kind of hoping they did, since you know they've done it for AJ. But again, I need them to stop giving these timelines of like thirteen and fifteen years because they're starting to make people feel real old out here. So. After, you know, Charlie and Drew get through with their interview segment, we have a wonderful segment by your boy R-Truth and the winter premiere of Truth TV. <sighs> Look, can we give the Bellas Hall of Fame spot to R-Truth? Nah, seriously. Like, and, it should be no question when he retired, he should just he should just instantly go in. He's definitely first ballot. Like, can't nobody ain't no if ands about it. Cause ain't no way you can you can keep a job just to pretty much make people laugh and have a Dog. have a decent match. Cause it's you not even like he out here just having bad matches, right? At damn near 50, or is he 50? Either way it goes, he's almost 50 years old. If he's not already, he's still out there looking like one of the best performers out there on the roster. Except Monday, because, uh, yeah, he went for an attitude adjustment and got speared out of his Jays face. I mean, he tried. He, he got did. the knuckle shuffle off. Yeah, but he ain't finished his breakfast, fam. You know what I'm saying? You can't whip up the ingredients and not finish the breakfast, bro. So, you know, uh, one black guy beat the other black guy. So that's that's it. <laughs> Broke even on that one. Yeah. Now, we might as well just kind of combine these two since technically the first match wasn't nothing but like three minutes. But, you know, Angelo Dawkins took on Murphy, and Seth Rollins took on Montez Ford in singles matches. Which, I don't know if you were as surprised as I was when I saw that, but yeah, I was like, oh, okay. We having some singles matches today. I mean, I Here's was more surprised a... that the Street Profits was wrestling on Raw than anything. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Well, considering they got a tag team, and when did they announce that they was going for the tag team championships? Did I miss that? Midweek over the weekend, one of the two. Because when I saw the graphic pull up, I was just like, when the hell they announced that? It was like a quiet but, tweet at like 4 or 5 in the morning. Oh, of course. It, that makes sense. But, you know, Angelo Dawkins ended up beating Murphy by DQ because Seth Rollins, well, my bad, David Seth Karash Rollins came out there, you know what I'm saying, interfered again. But, man, say, that's sky high. That Angelo Dawkins hit on Murphy? That was beautiful. I just want you to know D-Lo was watching and smiling the whole match. Had to be, fam. He actually probably be smiling every time you see them wrestle because, like, the majority of their big moves is, like, from D-Lo Brown. But, um, you know, Montez grabbed the mic. It was like, you know, so that's cool. Angelo hit you so hard last week you lost your first name. <laughs> And then him and Seth Rollins proceeded to have a fantastic match, bro. Just 
Just thoughts on Seth Rollins versus Montez Ford, yo. I mean, the Monday Night Pariah, as um, Angelo called him, proved why, you know, he is greatness. And look, we was talking about Liv and her hops. Montez hops is, is like mutant level. Ah, oh, fam. That's Toronto Raptors Vince Carter hops he got. Nah, that's, that's low key past that, fam. Because. Nah, for real. These springboards and frog splashes, fam, be jumping like out the camera. I mean, even the height of his drop kicks, though, too. Yeah. And it was funny because he hit one on self at the beginning of the match and it wasn't that high. And I was like, where's the height? Because I'm so used to him having like that Randy type height. On the Seth was kind of close to him, too. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He couldn't really just get Fuck as that. high as he needed to. Because he kind of kicked him like in the shoulder, it looked like. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, the match itself, it was a phenomenal match. Um, Montez still has a, a, a few things to work on as far as like a single star. But overall, I'm ready for that singles run because it's going to be one hell of a run. Man, when uh, Seth Rollins hit him with that buckle bomb on the barricade, Every time he do that now, I just instantly think about Finn. And I know that sound messed up, but in the back of my mind, I always be like, please don't get hurt. Like, whoever well, he gets to buck for him, bro. Even it, though that it's, it's, not even, it's not even that, because anytime you hit a regular buckle bomb, I always think about Sting. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I, I bet today be thinking about that, too. Like, oh, shit. Hang <laughs> like, up. Oh, here we go. Let's, let's hope for the best. But, you know, Seth did end up winning after Montez Ford missed the frog splash. And, yeah, man, like you said, uh, this this was a damn good match. Like I said, all in all, all the matches on Monday Night Raw was, was pretty damn good this week, which was, yeah. which was crazy to say. Speaking of matches, the main event of the evening, two of our, two of our favorites, Kevin Owens, took on Randy Orton. And I'm going to leave this one to you because it was a lot of shenanigans going on. So, how did you feel about the way Monday Night Raw ended? Well, before we get to that, um, two things. First, next week on Raw, we will definitely have AJ and Alistair. And Beth Phoenix is going to come to give us an update on Edge. And now, get please... Thank you. I was about to say, please tell me I'm not the only one hoping that Randy Orton go old school and do better like he did Stephanie. Just don't kiss her, though. You can RKO her, but just don't kiss her, though. I'd even be okay if you bring back the punt kick. Ooh. Now, that'll definitely be a reason for, you know what I'm saying, Edge to, you know, put a little bit more pep in his step on coming back. And then, look, Charlotte versus Rhea for the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania is an enormous deal, right? Mm-hmm. If Rhea does not get a pyro when she stomp her goddamn foot, I'm going to throw my phone through a TV screen. 
Because, you, you know, Charlotte going to have all the power when she do this little ugly ass spin she keep doing. I'm telling what she might have a whole uh, jet bringer in this year or something. <laughs> Remember last year she had the helicopter? She did. I bet you she going to do that next year when they go, you know what I'm saying, when they be in San Francisco to do what's the day. They de- she definitely going to do something crazy then. Yeah. She probably have a drone bringer in or some shit. I can see her not hanging from the bottom of the drone as it flies over so far. She's going to be coming down to the ring like she's riding a, like the Batman ride on Six Flags. just strapped up on the show <laughs> with the legs dangling. <laughs> nah, for real, though. Oh, shit. <sighs> okay, so the main event of Raw, Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton, which shout out to the fact that the hashtag for this main event was hashtag KO versus RKO. Mm. I didn't even notice that. I only noticed it because I happened to be looking at the top left of the screen when it when it changed to that. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have noticed it at all. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, the match, you know, it starts off and it's a it's a pretty good match. It's a solid match. It's what we expect, and then the shenanigans start to happen. All of a sudden, Seth and his disciples appear on stage. The match continues. Uh, you know, Orton and and Owens is pretty much aware of them being on the stage, but not really paying them no mind. So, Kale is pretty much getting some momentum, and then Seth and his disciples make his way to the ring and kind of surround the ring. I love the shield almost, you know? Everybody mm-hmm. each take a side. Then all of a sudden, the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits run down, and everybody started fighting. So, at this point, I'm like, all right, cool. We're back to the one-on-one match. So, you know what? I can't even wrap my head around it. I'm going to let you go ahead and, and tell the people how this shenanigan field ending happened. Now... Randy Orton, he got the win. You know, Seth Rollins made his way back out there. You know what I'm saying? And then, of any, all the moves Randy Orton win with, <laughs> you know, he hit him with the good old draping DDT, which looks beautiful, by the way, every time I see it. Pinned him, and then the referee went full Mike Tyson with the count. <laughs> Mike was real proud. And the and the looks that Randy gave him, actually, you know what? Props to the referee too, though, because the look that they both gave each other, Randy was looking like, "What, what the f?" But okay, I'll take it. And the ref was looking like, "I mean, I know I helped you win, but still, please don't RKO me." You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> he slid out that ring fast as shit to go check on Seth Rollins, and look. Everybody in this whole ending of Monday Night Raw did a phenomenal job because when the ref went out there to go check on Seth, even Seth was looking at him like, yeah, I'm all right, leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, even he was confused at what was going on. So, Seth ended up throwing two chairs into the ring, you know, to have Randy hit a good old one-man concerto on Kevin Owens. And look, Randy knows better than anybody not to trust anybody, but 
he was looking like, all right, what's shit, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, as long as you, you know, as long as you stay out there and let me be, then, you know, I'm going to do my thing. So, Randy tried to set him up. You know, once he went for the other chair, KO got up, you know, grabbed the other chair. Randy rolled out the ring. <sighs> Seth took off. And once Seth took off, Everything just got even more awesome after that. Because, you know, Randy was like, nah, we good. Um, you know, KO grabbed the referee who took off slow as hell. You know, KO looked, saw what shirt he was wearing, and yeah, man. The referee was wearing a Seth Rollins Monday Night Moron shirt. I just refused to call him by the, I just refused to call him by the other name. I mean, hey, the ref was a Monday Night Moron, cause uh, boy, how what what followed was amazing. Like Let I haven't the, seen a stunner get a stunner get this big of a pop in a while, probably since the first time KO done one. Like you know what? This was one of them old school Stone Cold Javents type pops for a stunner. But not only. Did we see a stunner? He powerballed the referee through a table, yo. <laughs> like we we just thought we was gonna get two stunners because the crowd was chanting for one more time, and Kale was like, "I see you one more time," and I raise it to a table. And look, the way the crowds in any wrestling promotion always chant, "We want tables." Y'all got y'all wish. And yo, I, I I really enjoyed this whole ending segment. Um, also, some of you wrestlers need to be ashamed because that referee took the stunner better than some of the professionals. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, honestly, I will give this Monday Night Raw a solid A, bro. I really enjoyed this episode of Raw. Same. And. Uh, I really can't complain this week. Nah, because like I said, I mean, all the matches that they had were good to fantastic. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no dud match. I mean, even the whole R-Truth to Bobby Lassie thing, like, we we knew what that was. So it wasn't nothing that we – well, me personally, I'm not going to hold that against them. And, yeah, the, the women's contract signing, yeah. I mean, Ricochet versus Lou Gallows was what it was, but considering what, you know, that led to. afterwards, you know. Yeah, I'll give that a pass. So, and I mean, at the same time, they they do have to build up Ricochet. They can't just have him out here getting his ass kicked leading up to a a title match. Nah, that's why I'm just like, you know, I didn't have no issue with him winning or whatever. You know, I get it. And actually what happened after that is really what makes it even better anyway, but... All in all, you got any final final thoughts about Monday Night Raw? Why did they replace Rusev with Rey Mysterio in this gauntlet match? Did Rusev, did Rusev piss off somebody? Cause he had to. Because his, his picture was still in the graphic, and Tom, Tom Phillips clear as they said Rey Mysterio. Wow. Wow. Cause I just thought about that. Like you still seeing Bobby Lashley and Lana, and then when you do see see Rusev, he taking an L. Yep. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find us and listen to this episode. Please and thank you. 
You can listen to this episode and any other previous episodes by going to hotflyspodcast.com. You can also listen to it anywhere you get your podcast, be it Spotify, Apple Music, Google, SoundCloud, Spreaker, at High Flyers Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. On the Twitter machine at Podcast Flyers. Dom's Twitter is at FreshlySnipes21. And mine is at underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, make sure you actually go to our Twitter page because I'm finna go retweet a quite hilarious video of Seth Rollins coming out mm. to Kurt Franklin so? Stone. <laughs> Probably the funniest thing I've seen in a while. Yeah, I didn't know how much I needed to see it until I until I watched it. Yeah, man. Shout, yeah. Props to whoever made that. I forgot the I forgot the ones who did it, but yeah, I think it's a Public Enemies podcast that ended up like doing that. That, that shit that is hilarious. That sounds about right. Yep. So, like you said, we will catch y'all next time in our next episode. Top guys, wrap. Peace. <laughs>